Good morning, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to Mercury, a broadcast of hope on 870 AM, the best radio show in town, and not just because we're the only one. I'm Max O'Brien, here with Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew, bringing you day number 153 of our broadcast. Any news? The zombies have been quiet in town lately, and the weather seems to be holding. Max almost peed himself yesterday. Not news, Agnes! That kind of sounds like news. I almost did, too. We were out on a run and checking out one of the homes in the neighborhood north of campus. We've just picked the lock open on the front door, and as it swings open, we come face-to-face with a huge bear. It was stuffed, of course. But we're so used to being mentally prepared for danger that the lizard part of our brains took over, and we both jumped back so suddenly that I smacked Max in the face. And your feet swung out in front of you, and you fell flat on your... I have a huge bruise, but it was worth it to see Max's face somehow go ghostly pale and bright red at the same time. You never know what you might find out scavenging. If you can't find something useful, hopefully you find something funny. When we went into that yoga studio that had the bathroom sign, it read, Please do not flush sanitary products, half a roll of toilet paper, or your hopes and dreams. (laughs) I definitely cracked up at that. I love restaurants that covered their walls in nonsense. You know those country store-style places that decorate with vintage ads and fishing rods, and it's like you're eating inside an old junkyard? Some of that stuff is actually useful now. I took a big net right off the walls of that place, like on the south side of town. Do you guys remember the juice place that's down the street from that? Back before we came back on the air, we were scavenging, and I ducked in there while Max was checking out the auto parts store. They have one of those toys that sits at the door and detects motion to greet you when you walk in. So this pineapple says to me, welcome, and something else I never got to hear because I screamed loud enough to cover it up. I busted in there expecting the worst, and I find Rosalind lying on the floor cry laughing and panting. And as soon as I walk in, the pineapple goes, welcome! And I started laughing so hard, I never heard the rest of the message either. You never told me about that. I was embarrassed. Not about being scared, but about splitting up from Max. Thank goodness we know better now. I feel like I'm seeing parts of this town that I've seen a million times before, but never really noticed. When we broke into the old theater downtown to look for extra wiring and cables for the station, it took my breath away to see it so empty. I remember going to see Seven Brides for Seven Brothers there as a little kid and feeling like that stage was the most powerful place in the world. And now I had free reign to climb up there and do anything I wanted to. I remember that. You started singing. Poorly, I might add. Couldn't resist. Wish you had. Just kidding. I get it. Before the outbreak, there were so many places that were inaccessible, whether because of behavioral expectations or employees-only signs. And it's weird to have the whole world at our fingertips. Except the library. Except the library. And every other place is too dangerous because of zombie infestation. I miss it. I do too. But you know what I miss almost as much? What? Music. But not good music that you pick out. I miss elevator music. And the music they play in grocery stores. Non-threatening but only semi-enjoyable music used to play in the background of almost every common space... And now the world is so silent. Can you imagine running from zombies while smooth jazz plays in the background? Or those keyboard covers of popular 90s songs that you can almost recognize, but not quite because there's no words? The elevator at my dad's work played music like that. Well, the good thing about no music is that we can hear all the sounds around us better. It would be easier for something to sneak up on us with a backtrack. That's a good point. But it only helps a little. This elderly woman who used to babysit me had a Victrola. We should look for one of those. They don't use electricity. You have to crank it by hand to get it going. But old-timey music would be better than nothing. Where are we going to find a Victrola? 
or get it back here. Those things are heavy, and antiquing is the lowest priority on our scavenging list. Max is right. We'll have to get better at making our own music. I want a harmonica. At least that's a less heavy demand than a Victrola. All the best drifters have harmonicas, and we're kind of like drifters with a home, making our way in the world with nothing but our wits, having to take what we need, bartering, riding the rails. That last one doesn't apply. Speaking of trains, remember that model train set we found in the basement of that house a while back? The layout was so expansive that it had a mountain range built into one of the walls. That was pretty impressive. Everything was so realistic. There were little ducks swimming on a resin pond. Plus a little group of sheep and a little sheepdog. I bet when everything was turned on, it was magical. That's definitely in the top five of the coolest things we found. Top three for me. But let's bring it back to the top before we close out. Is there actually any more news? None for me. No news is good news, I suppose. Well, then we'll wrap it up. For Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark, I'm Max O'Brien. Thanks for listening. Take care of each other.